Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yinznet. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, with your host here, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sans and memes, and the maestro of wood, Tony. Welcome back, everyone. What's happening, Andy? Well, I mean, lots have happened since our last outing. (laughs) We've been taking some uh, extra time to, I don't know, just we've been lazy. Veg, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I blame Forza. (laughs) I don't know about you, but uh, Forza Horizon 5 is on Game Pass. And I mean, I liked all of the other Forza Horizons. I like that better than any of the other like racing games out there. I I really have no interest in racing games, but for some reason, Forza Horizon is something different and I really enjoy it. And playing it on the Xbox Series X with the, you know, nice TV. Holy shit, does it look real? It looks so fucking good, especially uh, with the frame rate and everything. It looks real. Oh, yeah. The shots look incredible. They're Mm -hmm. really, really nice. If only their network code guys did anything competently. That'd be great. The, the looks of the cars, the sounds of the cars, I think in the previous outings in like three and four, there was some grumbling about the different sounds of the engines when you rev stuff up for the, the cars that are achievable. Like nobody here, I'm not, I'm not driving around in a, in a kind of exec, you know, I'm not driving around in a Ferrari. So I might be able to hear what they sound like if I go down to the main drag here and it happens to be a Sunday and they have like a cars and coffee. You can see the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris go by, but they're not racing. They're just on residential roads, but you know, they have Acuras and they have uh, Toyotas. People actually have those cars. And when they rev those things up, there was a discrepancy and it wasn't all of them. And like I said, in the previous ones in three and four, there were a couple of cars that people were like, Hmm, you cut and paste. That's not what this car sounds like. Granted that's nitpicking, but all in all, I didn't notice, aside from people complaining about it. And I love the supercar sound in this because it sounds like you're driving a jet engine. It's incredibly fun. But damn, staying connected online is a pain in the ass. And then when you are, you can't see anybody anyway. Their patches have just fucked up one thing after another after another. So solo games, absolutely. You can play your hearts out. And I have. I've been playing that like crazy jumping off of cliffs in order to get um, bonus boards and stuff that are hidden on rooftops and going through and just trying to find all of the roads, unlock all of the events. Like you said, there are racing games like Forza Motorsport where it's just racing. You get into a car and you race on closed racetrack loops and you get gold, money, whatever, in order to buy new cars to go faster on those and shave tenths of seconds off of your lap time eh, that's a niche i can play a little bit of that but not be too involved horizon yeah. gives you this giant event list and uh, goals to achieve and walls to drive through and trees to knock over my favorite cactus fields to just tear up and do donuts through mm-hmm. that's been a blast but yeah it's uh staying online with other people or at least finding other people to play with non-existent and they're still trying to work through it like a month after yeah i saw i think i saw you on there once and i'm like oh cool and maybe we could play and then it's just like you weren't like there was not i couldn't 
get a hold of you, you know? So it's like, okay, well, I guess not today. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems to be specific to uh, Horizon 5. There are people that are able to set up convoys in three and four that are the previous iterations of this. And man, I absolutely love three. I played the shit out of three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have that now that's still the, the songs are no, no longer licensed. So you can't buy that game anymore. Like there's a whole bunch of legal rigmarole that's dealing with that, but you can still play it if you have it. Uh, four was on game pass for free. So I played that on game pass and uh, I just, I didn't like the seasons that were in there. Like, the snow season and winter, I just didn't play that week because I hated it. <laughs> so like <laughs> I, a quarter of the game that I didn't even pay for, I mean, it was through Game Pass. I just, I just lost interest because during that week, I'd find something else to do and play. And eh, England as a uh, race setting, mm, I don't find that all that interesting. Australia, absolutely. Um, the current one in Mexico, great. Mm-hmm. I love driving up and down that volcano. And then jumping off into the jungle because what else to do? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm in between that and I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy for the Xbox. Uh, I'm not that far into it because I've been playing Forza, but it, it is like, I know that it didn't have like a lot of buzz, but the reviews were pretty solid for it that I saw. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far and it's a little bit, weird to get used to certain things like when you get into like you call your guys to get into a huddle and to talk okay so there's a battle going on and you like get into a huddle it's okay that's cool but i mean overall uh, it's it's interesting so far i've seen that one around i haven't really dived too much into it but uh, i've seen that one being promoted in the xbox dashboard and online elsewhere with some of the reviews Mm mm-hmm I ended up diving in. So Steam just had their autumn sale and went around right around Thanksgiving. And there were a bunch of things that were on my wish list that had been discounted, some pretty deeply, but I didn't get anything aside from a game called Satisfactory, which is, it is a manufacturing ratio balance game, which doesn't exactly sound all that great, but the setting is you are a pioneer that is dropped off on an alien planet. And you have to uh, subdue the flora and fauna that is trying to kill you, as well as exploit all the resources of this planet. So you've got specific nodes like iron and copper and limestone and blah, blah, whatever. But then you have to route all of those into a factory to make more stuff in order to make eventually like a nuclear power plant. I have used more math in the last two weeks than I think I ever have aside from going back into like my astrophysics classes, just making all of the conveyor belts balance. You've got limits to everything and everything has to go in a specific ratio. And how do you make a hundred percent efficiency with all of this shit, as well as meeting milestone goals. It sounds absolutely fucking terrible. And probably from an outside perspective, it absolutely is. But I have stayed up until 3am on work nights, multiple times playing this fucking game. Yeah. <clears throat> What's it called again? satisfactory satisfactory is it on anything else or is it just on steam uh i don't know i think it might be on xbox but i don't know for sure it is still a steam early access so they're still kind of in that beta mode but it's supposed to be very very close to like a gold release 
I guess that once they do hit this, they'll be able to move it over to some of the other platforms. Okay. But there are other games that are very similar to this, like uh, Dyson Sphere Program or Factorio was kind of the, the, I think maybe the genesis of all of those like factory balancing stuff. You have so many resources and now you make shit with them and then you have to balance that out and make better shit with them, whatever. Um, Factorio is basically 2D. You're like top down looking down at your factory. Dyson Sphere has like a 2.5D isometric view, but satisfactory, you're in the world as a person building shit with a, basically a ray gun. It's a magic ray gun because technology. So it's in a way, it's kind of like No Man's Sky. Yes. Cool. Yeah. If you take the building part of No Man's Sky and you make that the game itself, it's a little bit more complicated. But yeah, like there's still uh, travel around the nodes. You're not traveling from planet to planet. You're stuck on one planet. But yeah, No Man's Sky had a light version of what Satisfactory encompasses as a whole. Well, that's cool. The other game that I've been kind of glued to is Metroid Dread for the Switch. Like I've been playing that a lot, and I'm very close to the end, but I decided I wanted to, before I get to like fighting the final boss, I wanted to get some of the extra energy tanks and missiles and bombs and stuff. And some of these puzzles to get some of these stupid fucking missiles and shit are like damn near impossible. And and like I was talking to Antonio last night about it, and it's like it's it's insane that you have to do these like stupid like jumping and then you know charging. It's you have to go through like five screens on this one to get like a missile tank, you know, or something. It's like really, why make it this fucking difficult? This is stupid. It's it's the completionist curse. Yes. Uh, if you couple that up with a precision platformer, then yeah, it is going to have some controller threatening maneuvers in there where uh yeah you snap that controller in half after you fail for the 300th time yeah and i mean if you're using it in handheld mode the joy cons the buttons on the joy cons are kind of small so it's like a little bit harder to do it might be harder for some easier for others because you know they're not as spread apart but like especially the bumper ones you know it's it's not as precise as like it would like the Xbox controller or something like that. I do have the pro controller for the Nintendo switch and I use it when I play it on the TV, but a lot of times I'm playing in bed or like the hockey games on and I'm playing while I'm watching hockey or something like that, but it's a really good game. And I I know um, like even Antonio was, he, he loved it so much. He started playing like all the other Metroids. So the ones for the game boy and that, you know, so it's just, it's just, it, it was done really well. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's factory. I kind of want to try that. <laughs> it, it is. There are milestones in place for mm-hmm. you to achieve. So there are goals that are set in front of you, kind of a carrot on a stick sort of thing, but nothing is forcing you to go and blast through those walls. You play at your own yeah. pace. And that's what I'm doing. So I build a factory Okay, cool. Move on to the next stage. I find out that factory is a little bit lacking. So I go back and I demolish the whole thing. All of those hours just gone. And then I build it up new. So like it is that constant ladder of build a tiny factory. Cool. That sets up one part of bigger factory. Now I got to go and power it, go and find something else, blow up my current power station, put all these other things together, make that run those lines. 
over to the bigger factory. Now I have even more throughput for more tiny factories. And it just snowballs like that. So I've been stuck, and I'm using air quotes, stuck on a specific milestone for about the better part of a week because they have a Christmas event that is out there now that I've been distracted by. But also, like, I've just gone back and blown up everything that I've done in the early game Mm -hmm. because you learn stuff and you realize what you did there was pretty much garbage. It worked, but it's not efficient. All of the lessons that you learned and how to organize and make things efficient, you can go back and apply. So I've just been in that cycle. Oh, tonight, what am I going to do? I want to blow this thing up and rebuild it. And then that means cascading upward or cascading backwards. And yeah, this this uh, specific milestone is flashing up in the corner every so often saying, hey, you have to get these materials to move on. I'm like, yeah, 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 I know, whatever. I don't care. Sometimes I just... I mean, I like, especially with like No Man's Sky, I really enjoyed the game, but sometimes it was just annoying going and like mining all the shit. I, like I, it's a love hate relationship with some of these games. It's like, oh yeah, this is, this is fun. And it's just like, okay, I've been playing for four hours. I don't want to fucking mine shit anymore. You know? Yeah. Well, that was all for the most part that was manual with a little bit of automation. I remember one of the things that basically before all of the new expansions came out was you could automate something there was some kind of mineral that you could mine. And if you got enough of this stuff, you blew up the economy and you could buy everything in the game because you had basically burned through the integer limit, which is, you know, a hard limit in the game. You can't go past that. But uh, this uh, satisfactory, everything gets automated. Yeah, the first, you know, hour or so that you're playing and learning the ropes, you go out there and you're mining shit with a chisel and that gets boring real, real fast. But the idea is this fucking sucks. So get robots to do it for you. Yeah. Cool. I'm on board. Let me program up some of these robots and the game does it all for you. You just like push a button and hey, robot. And then robots do everything for you. And then you just worry about the infinite amount of supplies that are coming along. How do I map these together? Well, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, at one point, very early in the game, actually, you never have to mine anything again. You just set up miners and they do it for you. Nice. So so I got guardians of the galaxy and on a black friday deal so did you do any black friday shopping just satisfactory that was it wow yep yeah that's well, that's cool i got some some good deals on some some small stuff I, I didn't make any like huge purchases or anything like that but there was some good deals but i would say overall this black friday was kind of lame probably because of covid and people not really making a bunch of money or spending a bunch of money or whatever and like the sales weren't that great so a a lot of electronic things there is a supply chain shortage that has gone back for the last two years which means Mm -hmm. hey some of the new innovations that you would see at the expos you know hey we've got this new thing coming down the line and the previous generation will be discounted on black friday because that's been the trend None of that innovation is really coming to the consumer world because the microchips are yeah. apparently they've all been diverted into the vaccines instead of technology. <laughs> so, I mean, when do we get our, our um, you know, new like operating system? You know? I'm still waiting. I mean, yeah. I haven't gotten an upgrade notice on my in my eyes yet. So, yeah, still waiting. Yeah. Did you get a booster? Not yet. Basically, because I have not left the house since they really made that kind of widespread available here. Yeah, it's been like three weeks since I've left the house. Wow. And it's awesome. 
I mean, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. No, no. In every way, it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you say so. I've I've left the house a lot. I today ended up playing two rounds of disc golf up at Moraine State Park. And I will say that it was the park is so fucking gorgeous. It is really a nice park to play. Nice course. It wasn't in like bad condition, really. I mean, it's muddy in a couple spots, but overall it was good. The weather was cooperative. I mean, it was like going up to like 50 today. It was just so nice to be outside. Got to play a little bit yesterday, but our round was interrupted and uh, we had to uh, quit early. But it was nice to get out today and play. Uh, I actually played better the second round, which was weird because I felt that I didn't I didn't play as good the second round, but I did. Apparently, I my score reflected differently. So it was good. So like you said earlier, it has been a while since we have been taking a little bit of break for the holidays and visitors and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Has there been any updates to Ace Watch 2021? My last Ace was on 11-2-2021. Oh, so we so, already talked about that. So that was my 25th of the year. I have not gotten anything since. I've come, I've come close quite a few times, but nothing has stuck. Well, there's still time. Not much. You're running out of time, but there's still I time. I know. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about is how can I get somebody who doesn't want to leave the house out of the house to go and play disc golf when I come visit them? <laughs> oh, that'll be easy because that'll <laughs> actually be the house for. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I have to bring some some discs with me. Uh, but is, is there a lot of water there? Uh, yes. The okay. two that I know of that are local that I have played while I was here. One, definitely, there is the last hole. You're basically throwing it over uh, water retention. And that's the one with the alligator sign on it. Like, alligators live here. Don't go retrieve your discs. So that one's right next to like a municipal building. And you're fucked if you throw it in there. But there's plenty of land in order to lay up and throw off to the side. And then the second one, I don't think there's water nearby. Um, I don't think there are any holes that have you going over water. Definitely not anything like uh, moraine but there there is i think a couple of streams and stuff like that that you have to throw over so just the one that you it, it's easily avoided and uh you won't have to worry about tossing into the drink so you're saying basically take discs i don't really care about all that much sure and it's just for that one hole everything else okay. you're pretty much solid okay well I mean, I, it's not like I can bring my whole bag with me because that's taking luggage and all that other shit. So if I was right. driving, that if it was dry, if I was driving, I would take my bag. I wouldn't give a shit. But like, I'm flying, so yeah, I'm not no. Yeah, so. there's only like a, a two bag limit, and yeah. since your uh, disc golf bag weighs about 150 pounds, like you're gonna trip all of the uh, uh, the weight sensors that are there, and TSA is gonna be like does anybody need this much plastic? And you're going to be like, well, absolutely. And let me tell you why. And then you're going to be like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Just go. (laughs) You know, I saw a meme this, this week, and I know you don't like memes, but it was like the, the person at the checkout of the airport. And they said, Oh, I'm sorry. You're over the weight limit for your carry on bag. This has to go (laughs) checked in. (laughs) And it's just like, it's still on the same plane dipshit. Well, sure, but the, those overhead bins are yeah. 
uh, not totally reinforced. So, you know, all of the lead that you're tossing into a bag, like just blocks and blocks of lead, mm-hmm. it's likely to just break through that plastic and fall on somebody's head. Hopefully, like the Karen that sits behind you or, you know, the, the six-year-old kid who is having a temper tantrum and kicking the back of your seat. That's when you hope for like bags to fall on their head and just knock them unconscious. Yeah. I still don't care for flying all that much, but it's a necessity when you want to get places. Yeah. Especially places that would take like two days to drive. How long of a drive is it? Uh, If I remember right, it was about, it was between 15 to 17 hours. Oh, that's nothing. (laughs) Oh, that's, I learned very, very clearly that the eight hour mark is pretty much where I call it a day. I can, I can push to like nine, maybe, maybe 10 hours driving before I hate everyone and everything in the world, even more than I do on a normal day. So I try to cut it like seven and that was seven, eight will get us down to South Carolina someplace. And then Florida doesn't look like it's a big state, but holy shit, you can drive for eight hours easily from the Northern border to us. Yeah. It it is 17 hours to drive from me to you. So, I mean, I I've done worse. So yeah, I mean, it it is certainly not something I want to do with any regularity, but uh, you know, one, once every couple of years, not so bad, I guess. Yeah. Of course, I don't think my car is going to make it in its current state, but that's okay. What state is it in? Uh, it is in a state that is needing repairs. Well, I mean, how old is your car? 11 years old, I think now. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I drive cars into the ground. Like, they rust away. The Cavalier rusted away, and I had to get this one for it. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I no longer have working air conditioning, which is a problem here in Florida. So that's another reason why I don't leave the house because I don't have air conditioning in there. So I got to get that checked out. And then uh, probably the brake pads are needing change, just general maintenance kind of crap that I need to do and have been lax on because I haven't been going anywhere. But the AC is a problem. Not so much right now because you can turn the windows down and it's not that bad. The wind's blowing through your hair and it's nice, a pleasant temperature. But yeah, once... uh, Spring starts rolling back around. I'm going to need that AC. But yeah, it's just, I have to set up an appointment with a mechanic, get the car in there, blah, blah, all of that headache, horse shit. And I'm reluctant to do it unless it becomes an absolute necessity, at which point I realize I should have done it months ago. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So at what point would you actually buy a new car? Uh, when I have the money for a down payment. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the... Savings from the unemployment stage was depleted. So building that back up to have a nice little nest egg. And then any surplus is going into a budget for a new car down payment. What that might be, I have no fucking clue because I'm so far away from that at the moment that it doesn't matter. Now, would you, now I know you're saying you don't know what you would get, but is it something that like there's a midlife crisis car in your future? Or, <laughs> oh, I, w- I would love to be able to um, just go out there and find something like that that I love. But eh, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's not so much midlife crisis sports car as much as midlife crisis. I'm getting old and the plastic shit that I've been buying for the lowest common denominator, like just isn't holding up because it's not comfortable anymore. 
and I want something that's a little bit more luxurious to pad my fat ass and keep my bones from rattling around because I'm old and I don't want to be, I don't want to be hearing the rest of the traffic that is out there. And luxury cars have this like sound canceling, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome because all of that noise doesn't need to be reaching my ears. So mm-hmm. I can turn all of the windows up and uh, shut the sunroof or moonroof or whatever and luxuriate in my, I don't know, mid-range something car that I can ignore people on my way to the grocery store. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, I I had just recently paid off my car. So it's like, yay, I don't have a car payment. That's and, a great feeling. And I just got the title in the mail like Friday. It was like, wow, I actually, this, okay, I own something. Like I actually physically own something. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, like no one's going to be like, um, excuse me, we need this. We need this payment. No, no, that's mine. So it's, it's, it really is a great feeling to have that. And it's just like, wow, now what? It's like, yep. man, I really would like ball warmers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, it's funny now in retrospect, that was one of the things when I bought this current car, that was one of the options. And the salesperson tried to sell me on it between that and Bluetooth connectivity. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck you. What am I ever going to use this shit for? That's useless technology. Piss off. I want like the base model because I just need it. I need a go-kart to get me back and forth to work. That's Mm -hmm. it. And then eh, probably one or two winters into having that, I was like, motherfucker, I want those ball warmers. (laughs) Yeah. The ball warmers is, you know, it's funny because when I bought my car, I wasn't looking to buy a car. It just happened. And I was like, okay. And it was just the base model. So like, the next model up had all of these features that I would have loved, but this was the last one in Pittsburgh. And I kind of was like in a, in a bind because my car was like ready to die. And, and so I, I was just stuck and I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll just, let's do it. So if I had the opportunity, I would have gotten something that I would have got the, like the upper model, not the like top model, but the the one above mine. So I would have these features and, Cause I mean, I would like a roof rack so I can put my kayak on or like something that I can put my bike on. I haven't rode my bike really since I moved here because I can't, I moved here and then I eventually got this car like soon after. And then the bike rack that I have was for my envoy and it, and you need a, um, a hitch for it. And so I can't use it. So it's like, oh man, I could, I can install one. But yeah, it's nice not having a car payment, but at the same time, it's like, man, I really would like to get the ball warmer and, you know, like better connectivity with my phone because, you know, not that I need all the like bells and whistles. It's just nice to have some of those things rather than trying to like text and drive, which I know we're not supposed to do, but everyone does it because we still fucking, we we have to, you know? Yeah. All of those little life conveniences the quality of life improvements that, like I said, I was like, fuck you. I'm not paying any money for all this shit. Of course, it's like the markup on each one of these things is 350% because they're car salespeople. They they end up, some of them are worth it at times. And if you distance that I'm on the sales floor with some dipshit who thinks that, let me talk to my manager is actually going to work just make the fucking deal. You're man. You're not even going to go and talk to your manager. You're going to go and take a piss. 
-hmm. Make sure you wash your hands, please, because at some point we're going to be shaking hands and I don't want dick hands. So just just cut the bullshit and it's just antagonistic all around. That's why I like these sites like Carvana and stuff. I don't, I don't care about the business model. I like, I'm sitting in my underwear on my chair, dicking around on the computer and I can decide what features I want in a car. And then I hit a button and they deliver it to me. That's awesome. Because again, I don't have to interact with people. That's a great model where all of those little conveniences are like, oh, I can scroll through this. What does this model have? Okay, that makes sense. And I would like this, this, and this, but not these five things. So make me this. So if you buy, uh, did you decide that the route that you're going to go when buying a car is going to be like Carvana or something like that? It is all up in the air. I mean, I would absolutely go and use a car dealership to test drive. I'm not just going to go and buy a car because it looks pretty or it has an extra set of ball warmers for me. I want to be able to test drive it and make sure that it feels the way I expect it to. Because when I bought this one, I test drove a few cars and one of the ones that I really liked and was thinking about picking up right out of the gate, not a fucking chance. Didn't like the way that it felt as I was driving around the Wexford streets. So yeah. like, nope, not um, this one's off limits now because I just don't like it. Prior to that, I would have like clicked the button and said, deliver it to me because it looks cool. But uh, yeah, I, I would absolutely go and do the test drive, sort of like the Best Buy to Amazon deal. I'll test drive things at Best Buy, see, it, see what it's like, and then I'll just order it off of Amazon because they deliver it to my house. And then, yeah, probably I'll look around on Carvana or CarMax or whatever else is out there to see what kind of deals are nearby, have the dealerships compete against each other for my money because that's the way it should be, and then pull the trigger on one of them. It's funny because like one of the cars that I really liked the way it looked and everything was the Nissan Juke. So I went to the Nissan dealer and I got in one and test drove it. And it's just like, man, this thing is small and compact and that's way too small for me. So yeah, I would definitely need to test drive everything. And like when I test drove mine, I mean, I have an HRV and it drove smooth. It, you know, it felt nice. And I tell you one thing, the sweet spot is like 80 miles per hour. You're doing 80 and it just feels good. It feels like a car should feel. So, I, I mean, I'm over like 100, 100 some thousand miles, 110 or 120, something like that. So I've seen some shit. <laughs> oh, sure. So, yeah, you, you've driven some pretty long distances. So yes. that does make sense. I think I'm rolling something short of 80. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had the car like twice as long as you did. Yeah. It's funny. Well, I mean, like I drive so much. You don't realize how much you drive until you fucking see the miles on your car it's like holy shit i mean yep. if i go play disc golf i'm driving to wexford every day cranberry you know that's not that much but it's enough just the drive back and forth to work i i didn't live that far bellevue to pittsburgh through back roads that's what a 20 minute drive at max if you mm -hmm. hit all of the red lights on the way still it's like every day back and forth doing that back and forth to knob back and forth to my parents every week that sort of stuff all of those little bits they add up into big bits that's how <laughs> math works that's what i learned from satisfactory but yeah it now that i just go back and forth to the grocery store like i don't know maybe once a month when i run out of pop and i like they don't deliver pop so you got to go and get the pop because you can get shit tons of it there's daily specials buy one blah 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 whatever 
when I run out of pop, I have to go and pick it up myself instead of having somebody deliver it. As far as all of the rest of the groceries, it is so worth having somebody deal with all of that grocery store annoyance and deliver it to my front door. The markup, fine, whatever, convenience fee. I'm a-okay with that because it is like a tiny, tiny percentage of the convenience fee that like Ticketmaster has on shit where, you know, oh, your ticket is $30. Your convenience fee ends up being 95. So now pay us 125 for a $35 ticket. Okay, first off, Aren't you worried about people like just rubbing their balls all over your food and shit? No, no, nope. You don't think that's happening at all? Uh, it probably is, but there's probably not a whole lot of time for them to do that because mm. they're pretty quick. I mean, you have a big grocery thing and they're doing like two or three orders at the same time. So these people are organized unless they're standing there in the aisle with their pants half down and rubbing their nuts all over stuff. First off, Congratulations, because most of them are women that are doing this stuff. Um, at least the delivery people for us have been women. So they're around there. You got balls? Cool. All right, whatever. Um, but they don't have a whole lot of time because they're super ass quick because they want to get, knock out like three orders and then get back to the store to do three more. So, no, I'm, I'm really not worried about having balls smeared all over my stuff. Okay. Number two, fuck Ticketmaster. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My issue, like, I know I'll get, I'll get into it. Pearl GM did a whole fucking thing against Ticketmaster back in the 90s and early 2000s because Ticketmaster had all these hidden fees and all this other bullshit. And now Eddie Vedder decided to um, announce a, a solo tour and tickets are per, well, for, a, and you can only buy two tickets at a time. It's, it was like 480 some dollars or something like that for two tickets now i mean pearl jam tickets when you buy one ticket it's usually uh, so you have to buy them in pairs and it usually comes to like you know 250 bucks or something which you know is is kind of reasonable i mean it's still more than i want to spend but it's it's more reasonable than like fucking 200 and some dollars for this shit no i mean i like eddie vetter and his solo stuff is is okay but it's it's also a little bit more folky and like the lat, like the two songs that were released so far off the new album, the one sounds like Tom Petty to the to the point where it's just like I can't fucking listen to it because it makes me like not like Tom Petty. <laughs> and the second one, I, I just, it was just a yawn fest. But anyway, Ticketmaster can suck it with all their stupid fees. How like they they are fucking everybody over, mm-hmm. and it's like. No one like like in the government knows this, and they've been the like court and all this other shit, and it's just like they still fuck us over. Yeah, that, that that's what happens when you have so much money, you can pay lawyers and lobbyists to do whatever. Yeah. So they can say that these are convenience fees and service fees and tax fees and computer fees and uh, people fees and then other dollar fees because they're fees and not extra taxes or whatever kind of legalese that they can wrap their uh, brains around. And then they will pay lobbyists to go and pay off all of the lawmakers because they're pretty much all in somebody's pocket to just ignore all of this stuff because it doesn't affect them. They Mm. get free tickets to whatever, but all of us peons have to pay a 250% overhead fee for every ticket you want to see. And it's like, okay, it would if you're buying if you have to buy a pair of tickets 
there should be a convenience. If there's going to be a convenience fee, it shouldn't be per ticket. So there, like, the, there's a convenience fee of like $34 per ticket. So yeah, your convenience fee. And then well, I love, I love even better shipping and handling fees on digital tickets. Why? Like, uh, yep. Why? <laughs> what are you shipping? Like, nothing. You're shipping nothing. Mm-hmm. You send an email in your own. No, no. It's, it's something that's fucking generated in your fucking app. Yeah. But they can, they get away with it and they eat up any bit of competition. Who, who, who's going to be the competition? You've got to start out locally. There's no regional kind of ticket stuff. Everything is going through Ticketmaster. So all of the venues know that Ticketmaster is going to be the central hub for everything. Yeah. Every competitor that has even come close to working properly has been eaten up by uh, Ticketmaster. Because when somebody drives up to your house with a dump truck full of money bags, like a Scrooge McDuck mobile vault, and they dump it in your front yard, what are you going to do? Say no? Yeah. Please. Everybody, everybody, their scruples go out the window when it comes to you have more money than you will ever know what to do with. And now as an entrepreneur and a developer or owner, whatever, you can offload this app and go and do something else. You've Mm -hmm. made this successful and you've got buckets full of money that was delivered to your front door. Like my groceries, by the way, yeah, delivered to your front door. And then all you have to do is bring it inside, use a cash thing, and then put it up on Coinstar, like deposit it in your bank. And now you can forget that thing ever existed and move on to something else because that's what serial entrepreneurs do. Ticketmaster can do that because they charge $35 for a shipping and handling fee on a digital ticket. Yep. (laughs) I miss the days when you just go and you buy tickets in line to an extent. I don't want to stay in line, but like at least it was more honest that way. All right, just go with the scalpers, man. Fucking scalpers, piece of shit. <laughs> so have you started Christmas shopping yet? Uh, te- technically, yes. Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Okay. And I know that you're Mr. Ho Humbug, who has not decorated the house with any Christmas joy. That is accurate. Um, are You're not planning on doing anything holiday themed for your house? Uh, there are a few cat figurines with santa hats on that i can distribute throughout the house they're small they're like you know, three inches long or something i can put those on various tables out of the reach of the cats or at least the casual reach of the cats because as you know there's no such thing as out of the reach of cats so i will just place them around the house to be festive and holly is now on my ass about putting lights out on the palm trees did that one year put lights up and they were really nice. They were LED lights. I had them strung around, not too much, but they were just strung around a couple of the palm trees out front. And then when I went to pack them away for the next year, I found out that they were refurbished garbage from a Chinese company via Amazon. I bought them because they were cheap. I didn't buy them because they were disposable. But yeah, somebody used packing tape to connect these two things together. So that went right back to Amazon as a refund. And I never bought any more Christmas lights because like you said, bah humbug. That's a whole lot of work that I just ain't nobody got time for that shit. No, but yeah, now she's on my ass about, Hey, can we get Christmas lights for the palm trees out front? And I was like, sure. If you're going to put them up. So is she going to put them up? Nope. I will. I mean, you could technically hire somebody to do it if you really wanted. I I could, I just stand out there with like a 20 and wait for somebody to walk by and be like, Hey, will you put these lights up for me? (laughs) Yeah. And they just, 
string one side to one tree, one side to another tree, and it just goes across from both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just it's, like I like it. Abstract hammock. Yes. It's Christmas lights with kind of that abstract art. It is cultured. That's what I'm going to go with. I think that you should surprise us all. So when we all show up, that your house is completely Griswold. <laughs> that would be oh. an investment that would be immediately wasted. Um, but you, you, you guys, you guys keep up the hope because there is a possibility that that might happen. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> so, do you know what you want for Christmas? No, nothing. You want nothing for Christmas? I, I want not a damn thing for Christmas. You're like Mr. Ho Humbug with even gifts. You don't want anything? Uh, pretty much. I mean, Holly will get me stuff that I do like. I mean, she'll buy me things and I'll be like, hey, that's cool. I didn't know I wanted this and it's awesome. And I use the shit out of it. She's bought me a whole bunch of t-shirts that I really like. Some of them are D&D themed and I really like those and I wear them pretty frequently. But like, I don't think of that stuff. I don't think like, hey, you know what would be great? I want this for Christmas. I think, I think uh, my parents did yell at me about we looked at your amazon wish list and there's like three things on there what do you want and i'm like nothing i don't want anything i don't use them so i put on a couple of hue light bulbs on there because i figured if i hook those into my hue hub then i can get like a living room ambiance that uses all of those different multicolored lights like yours did where you have like the purple and red lights and stuff and i was like i can push a button and there will be some kind of really really relaxing blah whatever here mm -hmm. and i was like fine i'll just i'll add that if it makes you happy but what do i want nothing i want nothing you're missing a golden opportunity because i would add the 55 gallon drum of lube to your wish list See, the problem with that is somebody would actually buy that. And now I'd be stuck with a 55 gallon drum of lube. No, that would be awesome. <laughs> How awesome would it be if your parents spent like this money on a drum of lube? Yeah. Like, why do you want this? Don't ask questions. You, you asked me what I wanted. I gave you an answer. That's it. Don't shame <laughs> my lifestyle. Right. Yeah, I... There's some things I want. Like, I'm not asking for anything. Like, it, if anyone's getting me anything, it's me. So, you know. Yeah, that's, I think that's my point. Like, when you're a kid and you don't have money, Christmas is great. Christmas is wonderful for everything because you get presents, the things that you wanted the entire year. Your parents might have, or your friends might have taken note and they will get it for you and you'll have it. And you're like, holy shit, this is great because I didn't have it before. I had no means of getting it. And now I do. Now, like I'm an adult, it's like Halloween lost its luster because if I want candy, I just go to the store and buy it or I pay somebody to deliver it to my front door, like all of my groceries. I want chocolate, deliver it. If I want something, I just go and get it. Like I, I don't need a holiday or to wait for somebody to, to get me this thing that I need. So I just I, like the whole Christmas list kind of thing. I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't, nothing. Just get me nothing. I don't want anything. Because if I yeah. wanted it, I already have it because I went out and bought it. And I know that's bah humbuggy and whatever, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, I, I hear you because, I mean, there's things that I want. And it's like, I know no one else is getting me this shit. So it's just like, okay, hey, yeah. You know, if I see it on sale or something, you know what? Merry fucking Christmas to me. I can exactly. do that. You know why? Yeah. Because I ain't got no kids. 
you know yep. i i you know the only people i'm spending money on is is my my immediate family you know and then any friends if i get people gifts you know whatever so yeah i, I think part of it is you know around this time there is all these deals and then it's just like the holidays even though that they have that feeling about them you know like the holiday spirit type thing there there is that but there also comes another side of that and that's like depression <laughs> and and you know so it's like you know sometimes you're feeling depressed and then you you can't sleep and then you go and you make a purchase that you're like and you wake when you finally go to bed at like you know five in the morning and then you wake up at like i don't know like 9 30 the Jesus next Christ, day four and a half hours that's crazy five and, in the morning and, means i'm sleeping until noon yeah and 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 maybe you know maybe you, you have like you know buyer's remorse but at the same time it's like also fuck it <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that shit happens i'm not saying that it's happened recently or last night or anything because you know it didn't that- but so totally off topic and random thoughts. No, totally random thoughts that I'm having right now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, I I haven't um I I have bought some things for myself, and, and you know I mean it's it's that time of year where you know you kind of splurge a little bit on yourself because I I try not to do it during any other time of the year, and you know this this time it's like yeah fuck it you know sales bitch. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Why should everybody else get the spoils of my labor? I'm going to take a little bit of this cheese myself. Yes. Some cheddar. Speaking of, cheese is fucking fantastic. I am a fan. Mm. I've been eating more cheese lately, like more than I usually eat, which is like a lot. So (laughs) it's like, you know, cheese. Air fryer makes cheese sticks very, very easy blocks of cheese and rich crackers and pepperoni that's kind of a regular staple now mm-hmm. uh so yeah there, there's a whole bunch of various cheeses in various states of bites around my house yes i am um, i will say that today after disc golf i was in a rush to get back and when we got to our cars we we do we stop at the park and ride uh in cranberry and then we just drive up together and like I was fucking hungry and I was rushing to get back here so we could do this. And I'm like, it, it, the park and ride is right next to Burger King. I'm like, fuck it. I haven't had Burger King in forever. So I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it. Okay. God wasn't working today because <sighs> it was good, but it wasn't a God burger. The, the, you know, he's, he's off. He, you know, he's busy doing whatever the fuck it is. God yeah. does nothing. It's, sun- it's Sunday. It's yes. Sunday. It's his day off. It's God's day. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. They do have cheese sticks now. They tasted like onion rings because they're dipped in the same fucking oil and shit. So it it kind of had the onion ringy taste to it, like an aftertaste, you know? The cheese wasn't bad. Like they weren't bad. They just had the aftertaste because it's been in the same fucking oil probably for the last like 20 years. So it was kind of not gross, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it just had an aftertaste. I would prefer if they didn't cook them with the onion rings but they don't give a shit about what i want so no see they they played satisfactory and it is efficient to reuse the same oil but the thing is you know their whole motto is like have it your way but my way would be fucking get rid of onion rings you pieces of shit no onion rings are awesome no they're fucking disgusting if you have onion rings from burger king curly fries from arby's um chicken nuggets from wendy's that that's like your 
fast food smorgasbord? Um, you want our charcuterie board of? Yes, that that's <laughs> that is what I want for Christmas. I want a charcuterie board of fast food accoutrements. <laughs> the the curly cheese fries from Arby's. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, but with a bit, you have to have sheets. Cheese oh, of course, sticks. yeah. You know, they're the main attraction on that board. Yeah, that would be in the center. You have that um, Subway chocolate chip cookies. Mm. They're not they're not spectacular, but with racks, I think not being in business anymore. Who knows if there's a racks that exists in around the country, but their chocolate chip cookies were incredible. Although I will chalk that up to possibly nostalgia because it has been probably 30 years since racks was a thing. Um, but yeah, the, the chocolate chip cookies and just have this out in like one of those cheese wheel kind of boards for a game night. Uh, apparently there is a racks still in Ohio somewhere. It's like the last racks ever racks roast beef. Nope. Wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing racks roast beef, but I think, Oh, how can I forget? Fuck racks. Okay. Um, long John Silver's hush puppies. I, I mean, I was going to say that as soon like that was where I was going. But like, I yeah. was like, I, I, I'm trying to think of where there's racks. Right. When we were talking about places that have like decreased in popularity from when we were running around in the 90s and then had to merge like Taco Bell and everything else or A&W and Long John Silver's. Like I was just thinking, hush puppies from Long John Silver's. Like now, now the charcuterie board is getting better and better. I can't see where any of this is wrong. And now I have a new wish list. This is is what I want on my wish list. Well, then this is what we should put together for like New Year's. (laughs) We should have a smorgasbord of everything. Is there a Long John Silver's down there? I'm sure with all the old people down there, it has to be one. I I have no idea. And then we can That would mean me going out to find out. And and if we're lucky, you know, it's it's a Long John Silver's slash A&W. So we can get mugs. Yep with root beer floats and steal the mugs, you know, because I mean, who doesn't want any more A&W root beer mugs? Yeah. I mean, you only have what, like 12. That's I just have six. <laughs> I need, got, that, I, need that baker's dozen. I, I, yeah, I need, I need more because like, yeah. Why do I need more? I use my Yeti, my Yeti cups anyway. Like, I mean, that's all I use is my Yeti cups. I, I fucking love these cups so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm stupid, but they work wonderfully, man. Before you had sent down the Yeti mug with the Yins and that slogan and everything on it, I had used like a koozie on my cans because Mm -hmm. it's Florida. The condensation on this made everything slippery and then Mm -hmm. it warmed up very quickly. I just dumped the cans into the glass itself and maybe. If I'm feeling saucy that day, I might drop an ice cube into it. And like four hours later, still fizzy, still cold. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's great for all your drinks and they're not even the sponsor. So, you know, I mean, give us free shit Yeti. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is an honest testimonial, which doesn't happen because we, we had to purchase them ourselves. We didn't just get them sent to us because we're internet celebrity personalities. I mean, we're trying to be influencers here, but we're not really good at it. <laughs> right. we're, the, we're, we're the poor man's, you know, influencer. 
our wide audience of 12 people is a, is a marketing niche that is yet untapped. We're Yin's fluencer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like it. I'm sorry. that. No, that, that's perfect. <laughs> a Yin's fluencer. Is that French? No, it's Yin's. No, it's Yin's. Yeah. Oh, my. So a little bit of a tangent here before we have to wrap up for the day. Uh, Anchor has sent out like the Spotify end of year type thing. Mm-hmm. And it tells you like who has actually, uh, it gives you, gives you stats on your podcasts. And it says, you know, the nine people are the core of our audience that listen to like 75% of your podcasts. It'll break that down. I have, have no idea how they figure this out or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just neat figures. You've put out this many hours of podcasts your topics range from all over kind of stuff based on your hashtags or whatever was in your description or like they just categorize your year in review the same thing that spotify does they they had one that was specifically like your core audience of like nine people those are the nine people who have listened to like 75 or 80 percent of all of our or more of all of our podcasts Mm -hmm. so thank you you nine people out there you hardcore fucking yinzers i love you Thank Yins for all of your listening, like just bullshit about nothingness. Yeah. We know your time is valuable, but how valuable can it be if you're listening to us talk about nothing? <laughs> yes. Who knows? You know why? Because we're influencers. <laughs> we just coined a new term. I love it. Mark this date. It is December 5th at like 516. 2021, the Yin's Fluencer was born. Actually, it was probably like two minutes before, but yeah, yeah, you can you can settle just the day as the next national holiday. Yes. <laughs> On that note, the only thing I want, oh, the only other thing I want to say is, yay, pens, Gensel, nice game last night. Yeah. Um, other than that, everyone stay safe. Wear your fucking masks, you pieces of shit. <laughs>